Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Always Never Right podcast, a podcast with adult ingredients just for Gen Xers who are getting to middle age and are wondering how the fuck that happened. Thanks for joining us on the Podfix Network. I'm Jill Farrell. And I'm Gina Biggs. Uh, because it's Memorial Day weekend, we wanted to do something timely, but also not something about dead people. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, there we go. So we decided we'd talk about moving forward in our lives. But first, change. of course, change, changes, time. Turn the bits of change. <laughs> oh, but first, let's talk about booze. Take it away, Jill. Well, we both enjoy fruity things, and we also love classics, and so we decided to go for a mojito, but we're going peach mojito, and I have to say, I kind of love this. I used a Silver Captain Morgan's, which is not a spice rum, it's just like a nice silver rum, uh, fresh lime, of course, fresh mint, which I'm actually growing in my garden this year. And instead of simple syrup, I used a peach puree and then, of course, topped it with club soda, which made it extra good. What say you, Gina? How are you enjoying this? I am also very much enjoying this. I, I used a little bit of, um, uh, well, rum. I used whatever that rum was. We bought at Fire Tux, Fire Tux at one time that I can never remember the name of, but it ends with like the floors or something. Oh, it's Florida Kanya? No, that's it. Yes. That's you. a good rum. That's one of my favorites. Yeah. I used that. I used some peach syrup and because I wanted a little extra peachy, but I also had to get, I don't trust others to pick out my produce and I had to kind of take what Instacart gave me. <laughs> um, <laughs> I asked for a jar of um, uh, jarred cling peaches. Uh-huh. So I also poured some of that in and then I muddled some of those cling peaches in the bottom of it. So it's extra peachy and I'm really enjoying it. I did put a couple of frozen peaches in mine, so it would just kind of act as the ice to chill it as I was shaking it. I thought that worked out pretty well. It's not as minty as I would like it to be. I like it to be a little bit mintier. So overall, though, I like me a peach mojito, I'm discovering. I know. I'm thinking about just slugging it down without the club soda at some point because the yeah. flavor's nice. Yeah, I agree. Well, pretty much anything peach, sign me up for that shit because I'm, I'm there for it. Yeah, I know. So I'm just going to start randomly until that jar of clean peaches is done. I'm going to start randomly throwing peaches into all my alcohol. I think peach alcohol things are good. They are. And of so course, nice. peach with pretty much anything bourbon is always going to be delish. Oh, yeah. So, we should do something yeah. bourbon and peach next week. Ooh, you know what? I won't use up my clean peaches this week then. I'll hold it. Well, just save a few. Hmm. Save a few back. Okay, I can do that. Ready to go. Oh, it's still so, your line. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> Moving into our topic, talking about change. Mm. I've had a lot of stuff going on in my life lately that is changey and also sort of like on the precipice of change where like at work, I'm in I'm in this role right now where I'm sort of just waiting to see what happens. I don't know if it's going to change or if it's going to revert to what it was before. And I'm kind of just waiting. And that's that's really difficult. I don't like being in a situation where I'm actually, I don't want to say beholden. That's not the right word. But I think the word I'm looking for is is more like just like dependent on other people. Oh. 
that sucks. I like to be self-actualized in that I can enact the change when I'm ready for it. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And you've actually hit on one of John the John the Brits, aka Spleeny Wonder, one of his biggest pet peeves, waiting on other people to do something before he can do it. Uh, You and he have that in common. Yeah, we do. (laughs) I mean, not to be a dick, but (laughs) John the Brit hasn't ever really struck me as the most self-actualized person. Like, he's not a super motivated dude. (laughs) And I'm not saying that in a bad way, because you know I love him. But... Um, he's not like a real go-getter. No, he just goes gets me. That's enough. He goes and gets you, and that's the best. That's my favorite part. That's all I need. (laughs) But yeah, it's it's frustrating, though, when you're like, okay, I'm ready for this, I'm ready for this, I'm ready for this, I'm ready for this. Why is no one else fucking ready for this? Why aren't you doing this? Why aren't we planning ahead? Why aren't we being proactive? Come on, man, let's get this going. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a little frustrating when you get caught in a situation where you're just sort of in a holding pattern yeah yep understandable that that's not the only change or pending can't push it over the edge change you've had going on recently is it no that's true um for those of you who've been following along my mom is in the process of moving to a retirement facility so we are also um Last week, I went to her house to um, get the house on the market. In a couple weeks, we're going to be moving her things over to her retirement place. They're getting her apartment ready and all of that stuff. So we're waiting to have that happen. Um, And that has been a long time coming. Mm. It's wonderful that she's finally, I'll say finally there. Even though I don't think she's totally there, she recognizes that she can't stay by herself anymore. Because, you know, as she says, I'm 82 goddamn years old. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, you know, she recognizes that she's not in a a health position where she can stay by herself. Mm. And that's been very difficult for her. But getting her to recognize that has been like pulling teeth. Mm. So getting this taken care of, I'm like really anxious to like, let's do this while she's still delusional enough that she thinks that she recognizes she needs it because otherwise it's <laughs> not going to happen. Oh, that's really cheery. I like that. Yeah, um, that's super good. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. And I just want to point out my mom is the same age as your mom and holy shit, there could not be two more different women in the world. <laughs> no, they're pretty different. Uh, and of course, well, in other news on that same front, Um, we put the house, uh, so I was down there last week. I met with a realtor. We agreed to put the house on the market. He was going to put a sign in the yard on Monday and list it today, which is Tuesday. And, um, then by the time he listed it, we actually had a showing book almost right away. Holy crap. When he showed me the comps in the neighborhood, there was another comp that was a little higher than hers that was on the market for one day. There was another comp on the market that was on the market for two days. It was just slightly lower than hers. 
Another one that was on the market for 13 days. It was a little lower than hers, but it was very, very dated because her house was built in the 1950s or 60s, something like that. And so that house was like practically an original condition, like original stove and stuff. And hers is at least a little updated. Yeah, well, mid-century so, modern is a thing. It wasn't that kind of good. It wasn't oh. good like that. Oops. No. Okay. So um, I'm, <laughs> I'm really hopeful that hers will sell quickly. Um, but I also had to meet with like an estate sale dude and get that all taken care of. And there's just been like one thing after another. So that's wow. been exciting. So there's one area where change is coming, change is coming, can't control it. It won't go over the edge. For the love of God, would you hurry up and change so I can deal with it? And then there's been another area that's like, change, 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 change now, motherfucker, change. Actually, we just got another request for a showing, like literally while I was talking to you and it's tonight. Damn. Yeah, you're, that house is not going to be on the market for long. And I got to admit, part of me, because I remember when Airpoint, Airport ugh, airport Boy from many, many episodes oh, oh, yeah. ago yeah, bought yeah. a house. <laughs> he bought a house near your parents. Part of me is like, I wonder if he's one of the showings trying to go, maybe now if I stalk her at an airport, she'll love me. Anyway, just. <laughs> I don't even know if he still owns that house. That's a weird okay. house. Um, I'll quit being narcissistic. Go on. (laughs) One one more piece of moving forward stuff. Uh, One of the things that happened when I was home last week, Millie had been up at her dad's house in the Midwest and she came home with me to, she said she was really homesick and she wanted to come home for a couple weeks. And then she wants to go back to see him for the rest of June when I go back up. And I said, that was totally fine. She could come home for a couple weeks. It would be great. And I didn't realize until she got here just how much I missed her. I knew I missed her and I was really homesick for her, but until she got here, I really wasn't aware of just how homesick I was for her. And Mm -hmm. just having her around and hearing her giggle is, is incredible. And we got a note from her school today that was like, Hey, eighth graders, tonight we're going to have a drive through thing where the teachers all stand out and scream for you and you get to graduate type of thing. And so we did this drive through thing and it was the most emotional thing I've done in a long time because all of the teachers seemed to know her name and I didn't hear them sing the names of the other kids. They were all saying, yay, you know, Westies, yay, you, but they weren't saying the kids' names. They were all saying Millie's name. Aw, that's so sweet. Millie's here. Oh, my God. How did you get here? What are you doing? It's so good to see you. I'm so excited. And a couple of them were like, we're going with you to the next school. We're going to be there with you. And I was just so incredibly touched. And they were like, Millie, you're such a trooper. Millie, you're so awesome. And I couldn't even, like, (laughs) I could barely drive. I was so emotional. Aw, well, she's she's an amazing girl. I mean, yes. she anyone who meets her can tell you that. It's yeah. I mean, I hate to brag, but I've got a daughter like that too. Anyone who meets her thinks she's amazing, and yeah, that's They're a good thing. Pretty freaking cool. Ah, uh, they are, and Millie is just she's a doll, and hug her for me, and I'm not surprised everyone is so attached to her because duh, she's phenomenal. So. 
And so how did she take that? What did she think? Did she go, oh, I'm used to this because <laughs> this is my life. She thought it was awesome, but at the same time, <laughs> she's sitting in the back seat and waving at people and all of that stuff. And she's like, oh, touring is going to be so hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love her. That's well played. Well played, right? girl. She's like, oh, I just don't know how I'm going to do it. Touring is just going to be so hard. <laughs> all right awesome. cool all right so yeah so you've got a lot of change you're about to have a high schooler shut up yeah I'm i know i'm ready for that i'm not ready for that the cool thing is here she's going to go to the ninth grade center there's like a ninth grade that's only ninth graders just for one year and i'm i'm really happy about this <laughs> instead that they're going to have her be back in there full time as long as school comes back but I started thinking, like, in light of all those COVID stuff, how are they going to do school? You know, they can't have 30 kids in a classroom. Kids are going to have to wear masks the whole day. And and what if they, you know, maybe they'll have it so it's, like, kids with the first name, like, last names of A through L on such and such a day and O through whatever on such and such a day, you know, mornings in this group and afternoons in this group and I don't know what they're going to do. Thankfully, I don't have to think about it, but it's very puzzling. There you go. Yeah, you know, I had the feeling we're going to be in for a lot of homeschooling in the fall, but that's okay. <laughs> I think AJ I will be sure that said, in another 15 or 20 years, the government is going to be run by people who were homeschooled by day drinking and, <laughs> and something. I was like, oh my God, yes, it is. Oh, they made a poster about us. I'm kidding. That's so funny. I was like, that's so perfect. Because yes, <laughs> day drinking. Thank you. <laughs> to people I work with who know I do this podcast, which there are limited of you, but those who do, I don't start till after five. I swear to God, that was a joke. Thank you. But I'm bummed. Anyway. So. <laughs> I do. I start at three. <laughs> you have I get up work at three. <laughs> Except for sometimes when I have a team meeting where we're going to have a cocktail meeting. Because my company, honestly, so my company, when they have on-site functions, they will have what they call beer bashes, and everybody will go down and get some beer, and then they go back to work. And I'm like, look, if you can have on-site beer bashes, I can have at-home cocktail parties. So that's what we're doing today. We're having a cocktail party team meeting. Peace out. (laughs) Go you. Ah. Right? Yeah. Well, yeah. So... Change is hard is the, and change, change equals rum in some cases. Hi. Hello. Yay, rum. I've quit adding club soda and I'm only adding the um, peach and rum mix now. (laughs) Time out and I got to go get some club soda. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But all right, I'm back. Why is that our okay. theme song? What's that? Why is that our theme song? Oh, it's just elevator music, I think of. Okay. When I think of elevator music, I think of Girl from Ipanema. Okay. So tell me about some change that's happening in your life or some things that you're waiting on. Oh, gosh. Well, you know, I, I did put in for another promotion at work. Waiting to, waiting to see what happens. I figure 
And at the end of the day, if I don't get it, I don't get it. But at least they know I'm looking to move. Uh, I'm talking to various people about it. And that's about the most I can can do, aside from being my typical corporate awesomeness. Because that's my motto, corporate awesomeness. Um, Corporate awesomeness is you. It is, by golly. I don't know. It's an environment I tend to thrive in. So even though I'm nicer than most corporate weasels you'll run into, but you actually are. I know. Every time I tell someone I'm an attorney, they're all like, You're a what now? And I'm like, No, really. I'm one of the I'm one of the one percent. Ninety nine percent of the people kind of justify the reputation. That one percent though, we're special. We're nice. So of course sometimes that screws me, but that's one change. Another change is Nina, um, you know, usually I'd have her plane ticket home booked for the summer. And at this point, I'd like to book it. I don't know if we can. So I haven't seen her since January. That's very unusual. And a little over a year from now, she's graduating from fucking college. That's not okay. That's not okay. And I, um, you know... Had I been like 18 when I had her, I'd probably be dealing with it better and going, oh, thank God. But that's not how that works. I was in my late 20s when I had her. And um, so I'm sitting here going, no, because if you're that old, then all this other stuff is and I don't know. And ah, and my son, my baby, the one I'm clinging to as my last sign, my last you vestige. Stop because it's craziness. I know, but he's my last vestige of youth. No, nope. um, <laughs> he's in puberty. He's tall. Ew. He is Ew. really. He is tall. He's very tall. He has a mustache. He has hairy legs, and he's twelve. Yuck! Yuck! I know, and I'm really confused about this entire thing about how my children are getting older. And John the Brit now, uh, he's. He's firmly into middle age. Um, and oh, looks yes. He's, look, but in fairness, he's been firmly in middle age since he was like 33. Yeah, take 30 off that number. <laughs> <laughs> I've been telling him. middle age dude for a long time. I've told like, him. He's been middle age since I've known him. And it's been, I think I've known him for a really long time. <laughs> <laughs> you have. I told it. I tell him a lot, actually, that he's been a little old man since he was three. But um, he's he like he's so cute. We both talk about how he looks like a pub darts player now. And he definitely does. He definitely does. And it cracks me up. And every once in a while, he's like, "Man, I just went out and run ran the pool pump, and I'm out of breath. This shouldn't be happening." And I kind of want to go. Well, you're 52, so it's gonna happen. Running the pool pump. Okay, that must be totally, <laughs> is that code <laughs> for something? Because I feel like maybe that's not the same thing that I think of when I run the pool pump. Because ours is like a thing you just go click and it turns on. <laughs> no, because we, we live in a place where we actually get snow and ice in the winter. So we have to weatherize the pool. Um, okay. So running the pool pump in our case is when it rains a lot, which it has in St. Louis the last few days, and water collects in the pool cover. And you know the pool guy's coming to open your pool in, let's see, seven days. Yay. So you And the frogs are croaking at night like Ew. crazy. 
So you know you got to get the water out that's sitting in the pool cover out before you get tadpoles and can't open the pool. So what happens when you're on the pool pump? Um, you basically just get a pump and you put a hose in on top of the cover and you pump the water out into the ravine behind the house. <laughs> what is what is the effort involved? Um, well, in this case, it was a little more than usual uh, <laughs> because... Uh, our old, <laughs> our old hose, I know this is awful, but the old hose from the pump split. So we had to cut it in pieces and splice it together and run it about 50 feet further than usual. And it was okay. like a whole rigmarole. So, so there was work involved. There was work involved. Usually going out and running the pool pump is not as big of a deal as it was this okay. time. So I was so kind of not just, It's not just turning it on and standing there while it goes. <laughs> <laughs> No, <laughs> but he also wore himself out the other day. Um, <laughs> okay. No, it's not what you're thinking. Suck that back in, up your nose. Oh my God, you almost made me spit that out my nose. <laughs> uh, the other day he expended a little more energy. When we, uh, <laughs> Yay! Yeah, <it's, laughs> no! <laughs> no. I swear, we're still just R-rated. We're not going into triple X. Um, <laughs> but, but then we, we um, this is the year we have to get Nina's car tagged in Missouri. Right, right, right. Every year. But we have to get our emissions inspection. And we went to start the car and it wouldn't start. But while we were starting the car, we we found out. Because I haven't driven it for two months. I haven't driven her car in over two months. So mice were living in it. So, wait, inside the car or in like the engine? Inside the car. Well, so, how'd they get in there? I, well, you know, there's all kinds of ways to get in. Mice are squirrely. We, we had a thing. Okay, finish the story. Okay, so John the Brit admittedly had to spend several hours vacuuming mouse shit out of the car. Um, trying to get the scent out, putting tons of peppermint oil in there, and then getting the car battery replaced and all this other stuff. So he's had a lot to wear him out lately. Well, the cool thing is he doesn't have a job, so. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. I'm milking that a little bit, not going to lie. Yeah, and well, I feel I totally bad would. about that. If I were you, I totally would. Honey, can you handle AAA? Thank you. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay, so on the same line of mice in your car <laughs> the other day this isn't exactly like we're not exactly sticking to our topic but we kind of are this is more about just like shit that happens in your life that um, hasn't happened before so it's still changed still on yes. topic okay all right right on i'm an attorney i can spin fucking anything <laughs> <laughs> and that's why i love you that's right that's why i'm a corporate person peon i was gonna say big wig but i'm <laughs> not i'm gonna a say bitch but she was afraid to say bitch um <laughs> so the okay. other day t and i did our morning routine and we got up <laughs> and it was like saturday we um oh, got up oh. went into the bathroom and we're getting dressed to get ready for the rest of the day and all of a sudden t was like does something smell bad now if t can smell it he has like zero smeller and i'm like <laughs> yeah something smells bad what's going on and it smelled like something was dead in our bathroom. Ooh. And we looked around and we smelled underneath the sink. So we couldn't figure out what was going on. And all of a sudden I thought, oh my God. And I removed the little 
panel from the front of, we have a jet tub, remove the little panel from our jet tub, dead mouse. What? Oh my God. Oh my God. No. Oh no. So I freaked out, but I'm trying to be like brave <laughs> because in honesty, T is not the most like, I will take care of this woman kind of person. <laughs> For so, T's like, benefit, I feel like I need to say, what the shit, Jill? Okay, go ahead. Yeah. So <laughs> I was like, I can do this. So I went to the garage and I got like some gardening gloves because this is what we have. <laughs> and I got like, we had a little spade, like a gardening spade. So I got the gardening spade and I got like a bag and... um. Walk back in there, and I'm ready to go. Getting ready to, like, scoop up that mouse. And I, like, <laughs> bent over, and I'm like, nope, can't do it. <laughs> Just couldn't do it. Oh, no. Now, I will note that just a couple weeks before this, there was a live snake that somehow <gasps> got in our house and was in our closet that the cats had cornered. And I grabbed the snake with like a pair of tongs or something and threw it into a basket and like took the basket outside and dumped it outside. So I was cool with the live snake, but the dead mouse was like a complete non-starter for me. So T ponied up. He was brave. He was super brave. And he's like, I can do this. And I gave him the gloves and he's like, can you get me tongs? And I'm like, We've got some shitty tongs. I'll get <laughs> I wasn't going to give him like my good kitchen tongs. Oh, no, so I got him some shitty tongs. tongs. And so he got the crappy tongs and he like took the mouse and he put the mouse in the bag and he like took it out. And like our house stunk for a couple days. And oh. I instantly called like, hello, the pest control people that we've been paying for a while. You need to come here right away because mice. <laughs> so, <laughs> They came and they looked at that and they went up in the attic and they looked around, they looked around the house. They're like, yeah, we totally see that there's been some mice here. I'm like, can you get it? The lady, when I called to book it, she's like, well, we'll have the guy come out and give you an estimate. I'm like, no, this was one of those shut up and take my money things. I'm like, no, just have him bring all the shit he needs to bring because whatever, fix it. So he brought a few things and did some stuff. And then he said, we're going to send the rest of the guy tomorrow. We're going to send another guy tomorrow. He's going to do the rest of it. So that guy came and brought some traps and put them upstairs and put some other traps outside. And in the meantime, they like, our house was still stinky from the dead mouse. I'm like, how long is it going to stink? He said, it's going to stink for a few days. I'm like, right on. (laughs) That's so awesome. Oh, man. Dead mice stink for a few days, I found out. Oh, they they do. And Okay, because this is how I am. That brought three things to mind for me, if you don't mind. Go ahead. (laughs) Okay, number one, can you smell heat? Yes. Thank you. You can't smell... Oh. Oh, I absolutely can. You're like, that smells hot. Yeah, John the Brit says that smelling heat is not a thing and i'm like it he absolutely is a thing he can't smell hot he can't smell a lot of things he mostly can't smell anything that's why he cleans out the cat box <laughs> awesome which brings me to number two good segue and you didn't even know it right on. i applaud you I are win. psychic you do I win i'm psychic 
You are. So speaking of dead mice, um, uh, so John the Brit's in charge of the cat boxes because our deal when we got married was I deal with kid puke. He deals with cat poop and puke. And he wasn't thinking about the kids eventually age out of it. Yeah. (laughs) Fair enough. Uh, Fair enough. We have a similar deal. I'll explain it in a minute. Awesome. So I'm going to make a note of this so we don't forget Jill's similar deal. Yeah. Now we only rely on your memory and my ability to read my own handwriting. Deal. Cool. I can do it. Okay. Okay. So tell me about your deal. Okay. So um, since he cleans out the litter boxes um, and the litter boxes naturally are stinky, we had a dead mouse under there for a while. And didn't realize it because we thought, damn, the cats ate some bad shit. So it was kind of bad. But then we replaced the litter box because our cats are so voracious, apparently, that litter boxes wear out. And we had to replace that was a thing. Well, I think Ethan, he's really old now and it just kind of goes everywhere and it eventually developed leaks. And there we go. Wow. Yeah. So we got a more leak proof one. Oh, Ethan, you dumbass. I love you. Anyway, um, so John the Brit was changing out litter boxes and he found a dead mouse under it. I'm oblivious. Yeah, I'm oblivious to this entire thing. Apparently our three nitwit cats chased a mouse under there and then just wandered off at some point and it died. So um, probably from the stench. But um, we... Uh, I was just sitting there working on my work computer, set up on my little table in front of my chair and I'm work, 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 work late one night. And all of a sudden I see something out of the corner of my eye going above the computer screen. I'm like, what the fuck is that? And it's a dry dead mouse dancing across the top of my computer screen. Cause John, the Brit held it up and danced it around until I noticed. Cause he's a fucker. First of all, what is wrong with him to actually touch one? I know. Secondly, what the actual fuck would make a grown person do that. I know, but he did. And I, that's the point at which I screamed and the mouse went outside. So dead to whatever would eat it. So there was a dead lizard that went outside once, but that's a completely different story. It has nothing to do with change. Okay. Writing a note, just in case we want to revisit that though. Dead lizard. Okay. Um, (laughs) Third thing. So there was also a mouse half-time living in my car, mostly in Nina's car, but it would part-time live in my car. So I've been scrubbing out my car a lot and putting things in there to try to dissuade it from entering my car. This is more a while a while back, but I think I brought it over from my old half-time apartment or I something. Can't, I can't even imagine, like, you're driving down the road and all of a sudden a mouse runs across Oh, my something. gosh. I would I, something. like, wreck your car. That's a moment when you'd be really happy for liability insurance. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Um, so, anyway, so there was that, but um, the fucker, I think I brought it to our house. I... At one point, I went to get my oil changed, and they pulled out my air filter, and there was all kinds of, like, Cheerios and Jolly Ranchers and shit stuck in it from shit this mouse had stolen and jammed into my air filter. Oh, fuck <laughs> it. So, anyway, the guy was well, like, you, you don't... Cute, though. He's like, 
I like Jolly Ranchers. I'm going to put it right here. <laughs> I know. But You're nice. Jolly Ranchers are delicious. <laughs> Apparently. So one day I'm in the house and I open up the craft closet to put something in. And I, at the point, at that point, we didn't have lights in the craft closet. We do now. So I turn on the flashlight on my phone to look at something. And there's this little brown thing with big eyes that just kind of looked at me kind of like a deer caught in the headlights. Like, oh, you're a person. You're staring right at me. And I'm like, you're the fucker that's been living in my car, aren't you? And he took off. And I'm like, he knows. He knows I'm pissed at him. (laughs) So anyway, so your Synfis deal. That's not what that says. Similar. Similar deal. Okay. Um. So you have the cat box deal. T is on cat box duty uh, because he can't smell anything. Nice. But my similar deal is that after this latest dead mouse incident, <laughs> we had we had a deal before where he would take care of everything puke related and I would take care of anything blood related because this was a good deal for me because he didn't realize how little things bleed. <laughs> <laughs> Blood's just not an issue very often. And if it is, I'm totally set to take care of it. Um, And there's a lot of puke, especially when you have two cats. Just saying. Now, Sailor does help him out in that situation because Sailor is all about, like, as long as he, Sailor won't eat the gravy, but he'll eat the chunks. Oh, my God. You're welcome. the world's weirdest Now that. So we have added an additional deal. The new deal is um, T takes care of all things dead in the house. And I will take care of all things that are alive and lizard or snake. Because we do have lizards and they get in the house sometimes. And I've dealt with that. And we also have snakes that have gotten in the house. The only bad thing is there was a big old snake that got in the house this last week. While I was gone, and he had to take care of it. Oh, Although, yeah. our cat Solo actually, like, spotted it. The cat Mab, I think, probably took, dispatched the snake, and then Solo <laughs> stood guard. But ever since the snake got in, Solo has been, like, zoned in on where the snake got in, and, like, completely standing guard on our back door. He's, like, just, like, glued to it. And every once in a while, he'll, like, kind of walk around the perimeter of where the back door might let loose just to see. But that was the second snake we've had in the last month, which is crazy because in the two years before this, we haven't had any snakes in the house. Wow. I'm a little freaked out by that. That's really weird. And at least your cats are spotting them for you. Yeah. Yeah, and they are spotting them for us, and that's very helpful. And the dog, like, looks at them and, <laughs> you know, pays attention. That's his job. <laughs> so, that's, you know, that's his value add. <laughs> that's more of a value add than some people in corporate America. <laughs> Just saying. All right, getting back to changes yeah, well, in our lives or in the world. We're changing topics. That's yes. on, on point. <laughs> yes, we are. Oh, my Lord. I would like to make note. If you guys hear me cough, I definitely don't have COVID, but I do have allergies. Mm. So 
Just please know that if I cough, it's allergies. It's not COVID. That's that's actually a very good change to point out, though. It used to be people cough and you wouldn't think anything about it. Now you're like, oh, fuck. So, <laughs> oh, my God, that person has COVID. I, I got to admit, I'm really tickled. The company I work for actually hired an epidemiologist. Really? To get us, Why? Yeah. Um, to get us through COVID and help us think about how to reintegrate people back into the main office and that kind of thing. And I think that's very cool. Um, so for some of our listeners, actually, working from home might be a huge change. But we've talked about that already. Yes, we have. Oh, my, my company mind's has been... My company has talked a lot about working from home and we've had a large part of our workforce working from home. And now the people that have been on site are now working from home. So there's been a lot of focus on moving those folks from on site to home. And it's been really weird because all these meetings I go to like three times a week about keeping in touch with people and staying in contact and how to be an at-home manager. I'm like, dude, I've been doing this for five years. I don't, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) I don't need to be, I need to be part of these meetings and yet I still have to go to them, which is (laughs) a colossal waste of time. And (laughs) at least I have to just go to these meetings and I can do, I can like multitask and just not really listen. Um, But every once in a while, they'll give some information that's sort of helpful. Not necessarily about that, but just about, like, random shit. Like, now we're going to do this thing differently. And I'm like, oh, well, that's really good information to have. It would be, I can pass it along to my people. You know, that sort of thing. Yeah, there you go. Well, here's another change that I think is really weird. I finally live somewhere where I can go see my mom regularly. Because uh-huh. I'm only four and a half hours away now. I yeah. can't go see my mom. <laughs> I know. That was the weird thing about being in town. In my mom's town the other day, I couldn't even go to her house. Like, I was at her home where she used to live, but I couldn't go see her apartment or her new place or anything like that because it's all on lockdown. Oh, yeah, because assisted living facilities in particular are very cautious. Yeah. Well, they even had, I had even contacted them ahead of time and said, Hey, I'd really like to get in to see her new place so I can help her see what furniture to take and stuff. And they said, okay, uh, (coughs) we'll see what we can do. And I got a note from them that was like, yeah, we can't, sorry. Mm. And my mom of course was super pissed and she just doesn't get it. (laughs) And, um, I'm like, I, you know, I'm disappointed, but yeah, I understand And it came right down to, I can't go. And I don't even know that when I go back in June, when she moves in, I don't even know that I'm going to be able to help her move in. Oh, wow. Wow. She'll have movers, but I don't know that I'm going to be able to help her with unpacking or any of that stuff. They may just move her stuff in and like, just drop it off and be like, there you go. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Good luck, old wow. lady. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, see, see, part of what I crack up about is everyone has been so delicate with my mom. They're like, 
oh, it's okay, Mrs. Biggs. We're just going to drop this here. No need to come anywhere near us. I've got my gloves on and I've got my special. Yeah, I know no. they're not contaminated shoes. And here's your meals on wheels. Bye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's wild. Yeah. Yeah. I going to the grocery store is a huge fucking deal right now because I'm wor- I'm married to the spleenless wonder. So a big yeah. change is Same. I used to make I used to make him do the pickup shopping because he worked from home or yeah. had a much better commute. And he um, has some issues with immunity. And so I do all the shopping mm-hmm. and I go to the grocery store. And for the most part, people here are, are respectful. You know, they wear masks and our grocery stores have that like one way aisles and stuff like that. And people are mostly following it. But this past day or so our governor was like you don't have to do it if you don't want to (laughs) and so a lot of people are like we it's just normal now we can be regular (laughs) i'm like no i'm still gonna wear a mask yeah i i i cracked up because the other day um Spleeny and I went to take some extra recycling out to put in the bin. Or the bin last night. Hi, yeah. today, today's trash day. Um, so we went to the curb last night to take some extra stuff out. And our UPS driver happened to pull up at the same time. And when you're driving, you don't wear a mask, right? right. So he, like, looks at us very carefully and then decides very cautiously to get out of the car. And um, John the Brit's like, oh, I've been self-quarantining because of my immunity issues forever so i know i'm safe to go up and take something from him so he just walks right up and grabs the mouse traps by the way um uh, <laughs> was like thank you mom uh, you know and the pro- proper accent that i just mangled and um the guy just looked like terrified and got back in his truck and put on hand sanitizer and then drove off oh <laughs> I felt so bad for him. I'm like, no, I swear he's the one who's been really ultra careful. If either of us were going to drop you, it's him you want. Yeah. Well, we've been doing the drop off at the door and stuff like that. But it's such a strange, such a strange thing now, you know? You just don't know who you can be around or anything. We did have um, dinner at a friend's house last week not last week, but the week before, mm. uh, because they had been very carefully quarantining and we're been, we've been very carefully quarantining. So we felt like it would be okay to go over there. And we did the, you know, they sat over there and we sat over here and they made food, but we ate it. But we were <laughs> all very, you know, it was very good. It was, we were far apart, mm. but we still had a good socialization and, it was very different than what it would have normally been. You know, no shaking hands. We let ourselves in and out. You know, mm. they opened the door and, like, then they backed up and we just walked in. <laughs> kind of thing. It was very strange. But it's such a weird, I mean, as far as changes go, this is a huge change in how we interact with people. Yeah. Yeah. And I wonder how much of that will go back to the typical interactions once everything's cooled down. I mean, for some people it will and for other people it won't. And I think the one thing is (laughs) we're going to have to be careful about judging people based on our preferences. Mm. You know, people are going to hold out their hands to shake hands and we'll stick our elbow out. And so they're going to have to not get insulted if we stick our elbow out. And we're going to have to not get freaked out if they stick their hand out, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah. So, um, so let me let me bring us back a little bit to a less depressing topic. All right. Um, <laughs> so, or maybe okay, less depressing for everyone <laughs> but you. <laughs> Yay me. Yay you. Um, so how how are you gonna deal with Millie hitting high school? With more day drinking? A lot of day drinking, yeah. <laughs> no, I think some of it's gonna depend on how how it works for her, you know? Mm. Because she has special needs with her Tourette syndrome, which I know we've discussed before, and it can be really entertaining, but it can also be very challenging. Mm. So she has a special helper in her school that goes with her to every single class. That helper was there tonight. We had that graduation thing. Aww. The helper was like, Millie, I get to go with you. I'm going to follow you. It's going to be great. Aww. So she's super excited to be accompanying Millie to the next phase. And Millie's really excited to be able to go back to school full time. So with that being the case, I know that Millie's going to be kind of protected in that way. Mm. Um, and we had her um, ARD meeting, which is basically the same as an IEP or like there's some numbers. This is like I-70 or whatever the fuck it is. Whatever it is, like her special or, yeah. ed meeting, her SPED <laughs> meeting this week. And um, they talked about what plans they have for her next for next year and like what things they want to change, what things they'll keep the same. Uh, and I feel very confident that if things were just normal and she was going back to school like normal and every school was going to be just normally like the normal school day, you're going to school the full day, she would be well cared for mm. because she's going to have this person with her all day, which helps with the bullying, you know, oh, who's yeah. gonna bully somebody who's got a person with her the whole time. Oh Yeah. You know, good point me you know who's gonna do that and oh. in addition to that she's just she's so enthusiastic and they talked a lot in this meeting that I had about how hard she works and how committed she is to making progress and working hard and doing as much as she can and so if she gets to go back to school full time, if she really does, I'm confident that she will be successful. This school system is set up to help her be as successful as possible, which is incredible to me. Um, mm. they, they genuinely care that she makes, that she's successful. They want to do everything they can to make sure she is winning and that she feels good about it and that she's happy with what she's doing and all of that. So as far as that goes, I'm good with it. As far as the fact that she's now going to be a ninth grader, a freshman, that's crazy to me. It's my only kid, right? Mm. And I kind of get a little bit of a break from like she's a high schooler because she gets to go to this ninth grade center where it's just ninth graders and it's not technically high school. <laughs> you get a little bit of a break. Mm-hmm. And then when she goes to high school, I could be like, well, technically she was in high school last year. <laughs> you know, I can kind of like fool myself. Maybe they have a way. 
Maybe they're helping you with that transition more than her. I think so. I absolutely <laughs> think so. I'm fine with that. I have no problem being like delusional about it. <laughs> but, you know, I have so many things on my plate right now between Millie and selling my mom's house, which my mom pointed out something. This is the only house we still call Millie and her cousin the babies because they were both babies at the same time. You know, they're only three days apart. So we call them the babies. This was the only constant house in the baby's lives. Mm. My sister moved into a couple houses. Like she had one house when her son was born and then she moved to my grandfather's house. Millie lived with me and stick. And then she and I lived in one place and then she lived with T and me And then we moved down here. So Millie's had a few homes, but this one home that my mom and dad lived in has been her only constant in her life throughout her life. Mm. And Stick moved also. So she hasn't had just one place that has always been part of her life except this one house. So I think in some ways, like even when there's rampant change all the way around you, knowing there's that one thing you can always anchor to Mm -hmm. is very helpful. What do you think has been your anchor? You. Aww. (laughs) Fuck you, know I'm going to (laughs) cry. And I'm the heartless bitch, damn it. Don't do that to me. (laughs) Well... Oh, you have. Oh, my gosh. You've been mine, too, because I would have crawled into a hole and not come out after my divorce if it hadn't been for you. I mean, there's been plus you picked my husband and he's been kind of awesome for me. Yeah, Thankfully, we both have really big upheavals at different times. I I don't know what (laughs) happened if we'd both gone tits up at the same time. That would have been bad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, I've always had you. I love you and fuck you all at the same time. (laughs) Well, fuck you for asking that. I know, I didn't expect me to be the answer. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, you know, you were my anchor through my divorce. Oh, my gosh. I love you so much. I love you, too. This sucks. Okay. Ugh. The only thing, thing that saved me from not completely losing it again was the fact that you broke up during that and it came out. I la- completely fucking lose it no i swear i didn't end on a high note it's all your fucking fault (laughs) it is i'm sorry oh in general though in general in general we've both had fortunate lives you know we've had good luck and we've had good opportunities and even though change is hard we've actually had a chance to be together sort of and we both have good lives and i think that's lucky for us that is, and fuck you again. But um, but in other, 
in other news. Um, I do hope it speaks to who we are, maybe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I hope that our being willing to move forward in our lives can influence people in a positive way. Um, I hold no actual illusion. Um, <laughs> I hold all kinds of delusions, but no actual illusion. <laughs> uh, people look at us and go, that's the light of the world right fucking there. Um, <laughs> right there. Boom. <laughs> but hopefully we can make the world better for at least one person, right? And apparently I have, and I'm going to cry again. Yeah, hopefully. <sighs> I don't want to be too introspective, but it would be cool to know <laughs> that we helped somebody a little bit. Change is always hard no matter what. I mean, we recognize that. But if we can make anybody else's life easier by sharing our experiences, and we shared a lot of experiences, even though I know they weren't, like, super pithy. Uh, <laughs> I hope we helped some. So... <sighs> discussing you can find the recipes for the drinks we drink at alwaysneverwrite.com <laughs> that's <laughs> nice and important you can find the contact us there page too so if you ever have something you want to talk to us about or you would like to see us cover tell us by hitting that contact us page hit us up on facebook and we'll do our level best to make sure we discuss your topic and your friends who listen can do the same. Uh, find us wherever you get your happy digital media. So this has been a Let's Do This episode <laughs> of Always. Never. Right. I'm Jill. And I'm Weepy Gina. And thank you so much <laughs> for making us a part of your week. And we'll talk more again next week, my dolls. And thank you for joining us on the Podfix Network. Oh, for the love of God. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. That was your fucking fault. I didn't mean to. Standard disclaimer. Always Never Write is in no way, shape, or form performed or produced by professional advice givers. We've just lived a lot. So if any of our life experiences prove useful, we're happy to share, especially if we can share in an entertaining way. But if you have serious problems, please see a therapist, doctor, psychiatrist, life coach, or someone who is actually trained to know what the hell they're doing when passing out advice. Also, please note that most names and the descriptions of many events have been modified to both make things more entertaining and to protect the innocent, the not-so-innocent, and the flat-out guilty as sin assholes.